Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Hello, everybody. This is Suzanne Gallagher. And I'm calling this part two of a series titled, What Do I Do Now? Get involved and join a Parents' Rights in Education chapter. In January of 2019, Parents' Rights in Education decided to share our vision, not just with Oregon parents and citizens, but parents and citizens across the nation. Because of our name, Parents' Rights in Education, we have been receiving telephone calls and inquiries from all over the country. The K-12 public school issues are nationwide, and with the strength of numbers across the country, working in a coordinated effort, using the same strategies and messaging, we can affect change. Parents' rights is the issue, and when we win the big battles, all parents, all parents in our nation will benefit. We know it works because it did in Washington State. Leaders in the town of Battleground, Washington, had been in contact with us since September of 2018, hoping to use our name and branding earlier in the year. But we had to hold off until a plan, a good plan, was in place. In August of 2019, Parents' Rights in Education affiliated our first chapter, Southwest Washington Parents' Rights in Education. The growth has been astonishing. They had a presence on Facebook using the name Citizens for Good Schools. And we assisted them in transferring those individuals to their new Facebook group under the Parents' Rights in Education banner. They quickly added new members, and now the Southwest Washington chapter has over 1,500 members in their Facebook group with requests to join, waiting for approval daily. Jennifer Heine Withy, a wife and mother of three children, is their leader. Jennifer is passionate about these issues, and she is determined, organized, and knows how to delegate. She teaches group exercise classes and offers them online. That's her advocation, but her love now is working with the Southwest Washington Committee, and they have stepped up 
when the pressure was on. Many hands make light work. This has been an eventful year and a half for parents in Washington State, focused in stopping comprehensive sexuality education from becoming mandatory by state law in K-12 classrooms. In January of 2019, Senate Bill 5395 was drafted at the request of Superintendent Chris Reichdahl with the Office of the Superintendent of Public Schools. Uh, the acronym for that is OSPI, and I will use that to refer to this very important office. February 2019, the bill passed quietly by Senate uh, in the Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee. No one was following Senate Bill 5395 at that time. And therefore, parents were unprepared. By March, the House Education Committee did decide to hold a public hearing. Parents and citizens were ready. Hundreds attended, showing opposition to mandated K-12 CSE. And they were all dressed in green. Green-shirted folks overwhelmed those in the Planned Parenthood pink, filling five overflow rooms. These are overflow rooms that are used for citizens who want to share testimony. Ninety-nine signed up to testify. The result? Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos decided to send the bill back to the Senate. Over the summer, OSPI formed a work group to study the benefits of K-12 CSE curriculum. The work group consisted of 16 individuals from various education groups, such as Washington State School Directors Association, the Association of Washington School Principals, Washington Education Association, Washington State Special Ed Advisory, and the OSPI. Also members of the Washington Department of Health and Washington State PTA. Ten of the 16 members were from organizations featuring published statements of support for CSE. One member is a flash and no curricula co-author. Lori Dills, sexual ed health educator, from the OSPI, and former Planned Parenthood employee was a committee member as well. Workgroup findings were 100% in agreement. They declared all students benefit from K-12 CSE curriculum. Based on the obvious bias of those on the workgroup, we are not surprised. They all came to the same conclusion. In addition, the work group published a statewide survey of public opinion. Results found of the 10,200 plus respondents, 58% did not want mandated K through 12 CSE. Respondents from the Puget Sound area represented 44% of the naysayers. Interesting, isn't it? In January of 2020, SB 5395 once again 
was passed by the Senate and sent to the House. Now, this is a year later. The House Education Committee public hearing time was monopolized by the OSPI workgroup reports. Of course, they were all in favor of K-12 CSE curriculum that they were recommending. With only 30 minutes remaining for public testimony, representatives were unable to hear testimony by two middle school students about the negative effect of CSE. Representative Michelle Caldier, House District 26, was disturbed that there was no disagreement among the work group. And Representative Chris Corey, House District 14, referencing the obvious, a room full of people wearing green, noted the will of the people was blatantly ignored. In fact, of the 735 people signed in to testify, 638 registered that they were in opposition. These numbers do not take into account many Slavic folks present, unable to testify because of a language barrier. In spite of the large opposition, the Democrat-controlled House Education Committee passed SB 5395, returning it to the Senate for an executive vote. Several amendments were presented, However, only one passed, allowing parents to excuse their child from CSE. ESSB, now the new uh, connotation for the bill of 5395, passed the Senate down party lines and was then sent to the House for an executive vote. Again, over 200 amendments, including instruction, abortion consequence information, elimination of K-4 through CSE, teacher opt-out, and bilingual curriculum material were all uh, recommended. And every one of them, every one of these recommended amendments were rejected. On March 11th at 2 in the morning, ESSB 5395 passed. Every Republican and only one Democrat voted no, stating, I stand with the parents. When the gavel fell, a frustrated mom proclaimed, shame on you. On Friday, March 13th, 3,000 plus people ascended on the Capitol steps, urging Governor Inslee to veto ESSB 5395. Coincidentally, it was the same day the government announced the coronavirus stay-at-home order. Supportive legislators joined the throng, talking about the thousands of letters received in opposition compared to a very few in support. Protesters delivered a gift basket to Governor Inslee's office, with a selection of recommended books from the OSPI-approved CSE curricula, including It's Not the Stork, It's Perfectly Normal, and SEX, The All-You-Need-To-Know Sexuality Guide to Get You Through Your Teens and Twenties. Most adults who review these books are horrified that they would be presented to very young children in the public school system. They are considered to be pornographic and, in fact, cannot be shown 
on uh, public television, for example, they are censored. But Governor Inslee didn't seem to care. Children attending the rally sent him white flowers representing innocence. At the same time, a similar opposition was going on in Spokane with hundreds in attendance. Crazy, wouldn't you think that the governor would sit up and take note? Almost immediately, volunteers and parents got together and they determined to repeal this dangerous legislation. The repeal of dangerous CSE is now going to be on the ballot in November. Referendum 90, signature drive, broke a record. This is the most signatures gathered for a social issue ever. The Secretary of State requires a minimum of 130,000 valid signatures to qualify for the November ballot. In just seven weeks, during a pandemic and stay-at-home order with no paid signature gatherers, volunteers across the state gathered 266,000 signatures. That's over twice the number of valid signatures required. The next step, the next big step, of course, is to win at the ballot box in November. And that will require everybody to get out and vote. It will require our volunteers to spread the word. And I know that they're up for it. I feel very confident that when our citizens understand the issue, they will step up and they will vote this very dangerous curriculum down. If you live in Washington State, please go to the Southwest Washington Facebook group and ask to join. They need your help. Uh, they need you to spread the word to everybody that you know in Washington State and talk about this issue. We cannot let up. We must not drop the ball. We must win. There is so much at stake. So I do hope that this story will encourage you. We would love to partner with you in your area and uh, give you uh, the tools that you need to be successful in your role as uh, parents and, and actually activists. I consider activism to be a very positive thing. It's something that really is required of every concerned citizen in this country. It is part of our responsibility as Americans to protect uh, the laws, the constitutional rights that we are provided for uh, in our founding documents. And one of the things that's important to know is actually what your rights are, because we do have rights as parents and individuals. And the public school system has gone beyond that. Uh, just look at what happened in Washington State. And by the way, you may uh, not know this, but Oregon is 11 years ahead of Washington State in this process. We passed mandatory K-12 CSE in 2009 in the state of Oregon. You could easily say that if you want to know what this looks like, what the consequences are, look at the state of Oregon. It is not what you want in your state. 
So we will do whatever is humanly possible to help you. I hope that you will be encouraged to uh, fill out the join us form on our website, indicate what uh, amount of involvement you want to have in our organization. If you're looking for joining with other parents, if you have a group of parents and you guys would like to start a, a chapter in your area or in your state, please contact us and we will get back to you. We are now scheduling conference calls to inform parents of how this works. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. The date is Saturday, October 3rd, Shiloh Inn, Portland, Oregon Airport. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.